Hello, and welcome to the Vicar's Watch Dibley, the podcast where three priests link our stories to those of the Reverend Geraldine Kennedy and other TV Ooh. vicars. I'm Kate. I'm Jenny. And I'm Ruthie. This episode, we're talking about two comic relief specials, uh, one from 2013 and one from 2015, which both relate to women being bishops. Hello. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good morning. Oh, this yes. is a very unusual good morning for me because we are recording at 10 o'clock in the morning. I've already been in two meetings this morning. Oh, oh that is, I am not a morning person. Can Ooh. you see the bags under my eyes? <laughs> the beautiful sun on your face is blocking them out. So. Oh, oh. Jama. Hope you can have a nap this afternoon. Yeah, that'd be nice. Mm. Well, apart from your bags then, how are you doing today, Ruthie? How are you? I'm all right. I um I had a bit of a Vicar of Dibley faux pas-esque thing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a funeral on Monday, which was lovely, and it was at the crematorium and it was all very nice. Um, but the we sung All Things Bright and Beautiful and the music cut out before... <laughs> before we'd finished singing the first hymn um, and so we had to sing the rest of it a cappella. so thank goodness that they were a lovely bunch of people and were up for singing a cappella and knew the words and the tune otherwise it might have been me singing a solo a cappella. so uh, that was a, a very amusing but also like oh no the ground is gonna swallow me up moment so yeah never mind we live and learn how about you Kate how are you doing um, I'm doing okay. I'm in the first week of a two-week holiday, which means my body is just falling apart right now. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's how it is. But <laughs> I have some things to smile about this week. One of my favourite things about ministry, I have many th- favourite things in ministry, ministry, but this is a nice little side bonus, is that every now and then people give me free instruments because they're clearing out. And so like, this is how I've acquired a guitar and a drum kit. <laughs> and now I'm being given a piano. Amazing. Um, so that's really fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to that arriving and so I'll cool. teach myself a bit more piano. Jenny, how are you Love doing? That. I'm good. Not having as much fun as you guys, obviously. But um, yeah, no, things are good. Um, it's nice in the summer months, isn't it, where things slow down a bit. Um, so yeah, all things are good here. Um, something exciting, I suppose, or something that's kind of happy and kind of sad we're getting ready to say goodbye to someone who's been in our church congregation who's uh, moving on to be ordained. So it's like a real Aww. season. We said a big hello to a curate not long ago, and now we're saying a big goodbye to people as well. So I feel like in this season, it's, yeah, it's really good. Everything slows down a little bit, but uh, comes with some big changes as well. So, um, yeah, just thinking about that. And um, I guess with new season starting, you know, wedding season as well. Um, I got a really lovely photo from one of my wedding couples recently where they're doing a dip kiss. I'm going to put it on my socials. I've asked their permission. And there's me in the background like, woohoo! (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. Um, So, yeah, just everything's everything's bubbling along nicely. But, um, Mm. but yeah, saying goodbye is hard as well. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about what we're going to do today then? Yes! Woohoo! So, fairly recently, it was the anniversary of the vote getting passed that allowed women to become bishops in the Church of England. So, what we thought we would do today is have a little watch of two, not just one episode Mm. today, but two episodes, which were the comic relief uh, Vicar of Dibley specials. So Comic Relief, uh, as a reminder, uh, was a big, uh, it is still a big charity thing uh, where people would do funny things for money. We've talked about it previously when we did the Make Poverty History episode mm. um, and they would do little sketches and, and try and raise money for good causes. And so Vicar of Dibley have done two of these. Uh, well, they've done more than two, but the two we're talking about today is the first one that happened in 2013, which is uh, relating to um, 
the vote, the first vote for women bishops, and then one later on in 2015 when um, women bishops became a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Kate, can you just summarise what happens in the 2013 episode to start off with? Yes, because we recognise that not everyone may have seen these and you do need to delve into the depths of the internet in order to find them nowadays. It's a bit niche. It's a bit niche. But the 2013 Comic Relief Special, um, it begins, as many Vicar of Dibley episodes do, in the Dibley Village Council, and they're all talking about going to London to register their votes um, for or against women bishops in the Church of England. And um, they're all going, um, Geraldine to vote in the House of Clergy and the rest to vote in the House of Laity. And um, they, and Geraldine is giving them a bit of a pep talk and and telling them (laughs) um, how they can vote either for women bishops with a big thumbs up or against with a big thumbs down. (laughs) They then all travel in a minibus to London. They get to Lambeth Palace, I think it is. Um, and they, um, then go to vote and they send Jim in first and he's given the option to vote either individually or register all the votes of the village council. And because it's Jim, he says, no, 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 no. Yes. I think that's the right amount of no's. Anyway, all of that <laughs> is registered. And, um, when we then cut, cut, forward to the announcing the vote on the BBC, um, the vote failed in the House of Laity by six votes. Yes, and Geraldine works out Mm. how it might have failed by six votes when Jim talks about, no, 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 yes. And Mm. then she counts them off on her fingers, which is brilliant, and works works it Mm. out. Oh, so that is the 2013 special. It's a it's a short episode, a very short. Yeah, episode. yeah. It's These two minutes, are like ten minutes. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what were some of our favourite bits from this episode? When they are in the minibus travelling to London, no! they are singing. Yeah, <laughs> <my favorite> <laughs> They're singing. Um, if you like it, then you should have put a mitre on it oh. <laughs> they all point to her because yeah. she's wearing oh, a bishop yeah. mitre which is the I'm really funny pointy hat because i don't think we know the word for mitre but still no yeah yeah bishops wear mitres mm. um yeah them singing in the car and mm. on the way back when they sing girls just want to have fun <laughs> it's yeah. also amazing <laughs> but this well, actually this ties in with there was a tea towel at the time wasn't there which said women belong in the House of Bishops. Yeah, I have yes. one of those. Uh, I was going to say, Jenny, you've got church. one of those bishops, um, haven't you? Yeah, there's this, like, the society. They were selling them. They're so good. Yeah, I've got one of a picture of me, like, proudly holding one of those tea towels. Like, when they first came out. <laughs> women belong in the House of Bishops. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Jenny? What are some of the favourite bits from this episode? My favourite bit was the singing in the bus. I've literally written down singing in the bus. I think, I, I guess, like, start, like, um, thinking more about that, I guess it's the, again, I know we've talked a lot about character change as we look at the Vicar of Dibley, but the fact that they are all, you know, they are all supportive. I wondered if when yeah. I first started watching this, whether there'd be some tension or there'd be some genuine disagreement or they'd look at the arguments and decide actually and maybe this isn't for the best but they're all on board they're all supportive mm, and Geraldine yeah. has been such a good example of a female clergy they're all like yeah of course we're on board obviously I yeah. know Jim's language um stutter <sighs> oh, bless him gets in the way of things I mean yeah. the, the, just the way it's set mm. up is so good I was mm. thinking I was not sure how it was going to go and then when Jim was nominated I was like that's odd and then all of a sudden my brain went doop and I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, it was so yeah. good. And yeah. I love their reasoning for it. They say, don't they, it's a really bad idea, but their reasoning for it is that Jim is the oldest member of their party yeah. who've come to vote mm-hmm. and they want to say that actually 
essentially, even as old fuddy-duddies can change mm. and, and we can see progress and we want these kind of things to happen. But you're like, why, Jim? Yeah. Jim is like, <laughs> you know, no, 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 mm. exactly what's going to happen. So mm. it was um, lovely, but also... I've, think we've also failed to mention the fact that Damien Lewis is in this episode. Yes. Which one's Damien Lewis? He is the very handsome priest in it. Yes. Ginger priest. Very famous actor. Oh! Uh, yeah, can I just say something about that? I was very upset, actually, because Geraldine and him have quite a steamy flirtation, which is... <laughs> it goes on for some time in that scene. There's this big thing. They both call it out on each other, like, oh, are you flirting? And I was like, Geraldine, babe! Harry's at home waiting for you. This is not okay behaviour. Well, she said divorce is an option. (laughs) She did say divorce was an option, yeah. Maybe that's just her character, I suppose. Which I liked. Um, Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid I have a nitpick as well. Um, And this is with the fact that the village council is voting. Yeah. The the way that voting in the Church of England is we have this thing called Synod, which our friend Ross is on, and he explained, I think, as sort of like the Parliament of the Church of England. And we elect our members of House of Clergy and House of Laity onto General Synod to vote on our behalf. And it's very strange. It seems like every one in the Church of England is allowed to vote in the Vicar of Dibley universe. That's, and yeah. also, but not even a church council, it's a village council. So yeah. that's a bit weird. It, I- I noticed this and thought, Kate has got into my head and I'm thinking about these niche things and um, just thinking, yeah, I mean, it works for the punchline, it's brilliant, Mm. but these people would not be voting on this. And then I suddenly thought, wait, did the vote go differently for women bishops? But no, it was through Synod and it would have been elected Mm. members, wouldn't it? So, yes. Uh, In fear of upsetting you a bit more, Jenny, did you... Uh, noticed Geraldine checking out Damien Lewis's bottom. I didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got to rewatch. Oh, I'm disappointed. He, he leans forward to <sighs> um, to shake Jim's hand. She just has a little look really? behind. Yeah. So outrageous. You, you know what? What I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> I think that Harry is well aware of who Geraldine is. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, he, and I actually think she's being even more flirty than she usually is, because she is way yeah. more flirty, it feels, than she usually has been in the past. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because she's so secure in her relationship with Harry that she yeah. knows she can have a little a little flirt where it's not she is joking about divorcing Harry because she's we know she's happy with Harry at home. Yeah. We so, yeah. certainly hope she is. <laughs> oh, Jenny. <laughs> I'm not ready for the fairy tale to 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 go. But yeah, like you say, he, he knows her character. And that is just one of the beautiful things about Geraldine is that she is vibrant and flirty mm. and cheeky and a bit naughty. Mm. So yeah, it's nice to see that in the episode. But yeah, I was a bit like, whoa, pack it in, Jezza. Mm. Well, and she just looks so happy. Yeah, and yeah. stylish, mm. and I'm sure part of it will be. I'm guessing Dawn was in a really good place um, in her life at that point as well, because we do need to recognise that Geraldine is not an actual, not actually a real person. What? So any, what? Any, <laughs> any um, visual elements of News the character <laughs> are heavily influenced by the actor who is embodying her. But she, I thought she looked really well, and it really plays into that narrative again for me of. She's just really happy and secure with Harry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought it was really interesting how in the episode they brought out loads of jokes that have come out of the seasons as well. So it's like mm. you can see it's like her in this new season, but they echoed a lot of past jokes from the previous series, like Owen and his animals. And there was a, a number of things, like even phrases like, right, okay, then moving on. You know, like the, the, yeah. a lot of the kind of usual what you'd expect, like Dibley-isms. Which was really lovely to kind of relive again. So it feels like a little treasure, a little treat. These two episodes, a little bit of a bonus extra. Well, and I think that's very much what the comic relief specials, especially after the main series had had ended, were yeah. about, and, and still are. We still occasionally get them, and um, I feel like particularly this pairing of specials is so very much in line of why the Vicar of Dibley was created. Um, where that idea came from from, for, from Richard Curtis um, and I think we 
you know, aside from the bad research about how it actually all happens, um, <laughs> it is very much groundbreaking, commenting on the Church of England, normalising progress in kind of the wider culture by mm. saying that, no, it's just women should be bishops. And it's, it's you know, it's only by some weird quirks that the vote mm. didn't pass, etc., etc. Mm. Um, and... At the same time, we are still going to show you all those beloved things about this really silly village and its inhabitants and just warm your heart a little bit by, again, it's kind of normalising and um, making, you know, it's making it so that all this political stuff is actually being highlighted as nonsense um, when compared mm. to what's really important are those relationships that we have with each other. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if this episode was designed to bring a bit of comedy and a bit of healing to the situation where in the Church of England outside the television sphere, mm. the vote didn't pass. Do you guys yeah. remember like where you were or were you aware of the vote at the time? Like, Can you remember that process? What was it like for you? I should probably go first because I don't remember it. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and that sounds terrible, but um, I was in Hong Kong at the time and I was teaching and I didn't get UK television. So I wouldn't have been watching Comic Relief, so I wouldn't have been watching the episode. Um, I wasn't really getting much UK news. I was more um, I was more focused on where I was living and I had a very um, intense and quite stressful job at the time. So, no, I, I was thinking, as we were preparing this, I thought, I don't remember this episode, and I don't actually remember the vote not going through, mm. so... Whereas I remember mm. it really clearly, because I was at university at the time, and I remember coming home and putting the news on, because I'd heard it hadn't passed, and watching the news and watching people come out from the votes and watching, um, yeah, just people comforting each other because it passed in two houses didn't it It passed in the bishop house and it passed in the clergy house Mm. but it didn't pass in the laity house and for it to have gone forward it had to pass in all three houses Mm. um and it didn't um so the bishops wanted it to happen the clergy wanted it to happen but the the laity elected to synod did not um and I remember coming home and watching on the telly. My both my housemates um, aren't Christians and and um, didn't uh, kind of they knew about me and they knew that I was. I, I can't remember if I'd been accepted to, for training by that point or not. Um, I must have done because of where you were, Jenny. And so I'd been accepted for training, and then this just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I remember I remember crying about it, watching it, and. I am not a natural crier <laughs> at all, as you too well know. I don't, I, I, I don't cry, but I, it was just angry tears um, mm. that this this hadn't passed. And yes, yeah, so I can just picture myself in my student house living room watching it on the telly and just being so angry and frustrated. Mm. Yeah, yeah, my experience was similar. Do you know? I don't think we had been accepted yet because I remember this passing when I was halfway through my MA. Um, which I did before an internship year, which after that we then went to college. So I think it was it was about the year before. So okay. I was doing my my master's degree in a in an independent theological training college. So I was I was living alongside people that were training for ordination, and although I was kind of starting to explore, I was there as an independent student, so not someone training for ordination. And I remember like everyone was in the dining room. We were listening to the synod. We were listening to the live count. And the the college itself that I was a part of and I was studying was divided. So people made it very clear right. if they did or didn't want uh, women to be, um, you know, allowed to be bishops. And when the, when the vote was announced, everyone just basically went back to their rooms because either people needed to be like angry and to cry and lament. Or for those that were pleased about the results, they just knew that it was a time to not, you know, be talking about it because it was really painful. And I, I remember crying and and just being like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm just so, I was so, so surprised by it. Yeah. Definitely was struck. But I think the, something that really impacted me was how I saw my tutors reacting. So those mm. who were older and wiser than me, who had been ordained for some time, 
they were like, I don't know how to get up in the morning. How am I going to go back into college? How can I teach? How can I minister now in a church that said no? Um, it just wow. doesn't make sense. And I remember, I remember that and seeing the papers. Oh, why am I getting moved? I don't know. But like the Archbishop of Canterbury, oh. like hugging his clergy. Why am I getting so sad? Oh, it because it was a really sad time. It was. It was. And, you know, I think even though I don't think any of us had actually been kind of approved for training by that point, we were all probably in the selection process in yeah, some way. Yeah, like I was way. I was doing a year of discernment and I was communicating with my vocations advisor at the time and we knew what my trajectory was that when I was back in the UK I would actually start formal selection. Um, so I think, although I, although I can't remember it, um, if I'd been in the UK I would have been. Um, yeah much more aware and much more upset as well because it was painful and it's one of those things which then makes me so I mean I, I would be empathetic anyway but you know for everyone while the church while synod is debating sexuality yeah it's painful yeah that's um, true because it's you that is being debated yeah um, exactly you're being c- debated mm. as a concept and you're like I'm I'm a human being mm. <laughs> like yeah. Ah, the pain and... behind yeah it's yeah so yeah it's huge isn't it yeah i remember yeah one of the things all of the church times had a they they covered it really well i remember that and i think that's the most painful thing like you say with these big issues is that like we are a broad church and we're proud yeah. to represent people and you know we believe that god is big enough to hold everyone together um but yeah when the when the issues not issues when like the topics of discussion and the votes are so personal it's incredibly painful and actually yeah. I, do you know what girlies we are so lucky or um like do we not yeah we must acknowledge that we stand on and i know that the episodes touch on this we stand on the shoulders of women before us who have been yeah. in common rooms or churches or communities where people have spat at their feet and gone disgusting mm-hmm. supposed to be like, how dare you think you're called to this? Like, God does not use women. Or, you know what I mean? Like, the, the hot yeah. anger. And um, we've kind of been so lucky that we've, yeah, kind of grown up separate to that. Um, I know the second episode we're going to talk about comes onto that a bit, doesn't it? When they're looking at the older, wiser Anglican clergy who fought the good fight and tough old boots. Yeah. But I really do feel, I feel, yeah, I feel very grateful for those women. I'm not sure... I like to think I'd have had the courage, but I don't know if I would have done mm. to upset God's people, you know, mm. um, yet for something that just was so right. It's, yeah, really tricky. Yeah, it's sort of, um, it's, if we're looking for other, other parts in the wider church, not just the Church of England, there are still women who are fighting this fight. You know, there's yeah. Catholic women who are um, ordaining yeah. each other in the middle of the ocean on cruise liners. Which is, um, <laughs> really? you know, I've not read about that. The, the bravery of those women who will say, actually, I'm called to be, to minister, to be a priest in the Catholic Church, although I could become yeah. one of Episcopalian. Um, we are so lucky that we were ordained in a church that also consecrates women as bishops. Mm. Um, because yeah. even just a few years ahead of us, yeah, that yeah. wasn't true. Um, so then let's now move on to the 2015 special, two mm. years later, um, where pa- the vote has passed Woo-hoo! in the Church of England. Women are now allowed to be bishops, and we have this 2015 comic relief special. This episode begins with Geraldine very topically um, getting ready to do the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, <laughs> the bucket, in fact, contains mice. Because um, <laughs> Jim's misheard. Because no Jim's Jim again. Um, Jim and Hugo are preparing it. Um, and just as she's about to do this challenge, she gets a phone call from the lovely Reverend Bernard, played by our favourite Richard Iowardi, um, who I'm assuming is the Archbishop's chaplain, um, oh, calling yeah. from Lambeth Palace saying the Archbishop. Um, now the vote has passed. The Archbishop is looking at women to consecrate as bishop, and would Geraldine? Um, and and then Geraldine doesn't really let him finish. What he's doing <laughs> is he's inviting her to interview. Um, Geraldine gets very excited and immediately puts on the phone and starts telling everyone that she's being asked to be a bishop. Um, Bernard is actually saying here, please, two things: don't tell us all, and it will be a highly competitive selection process. 
Geraldine <laughs> doesn't hear this. So Geraldine announces to everyone that she's going to be made a bishop. Um, Dibley are sad to see her go, but um, very happy for her. And Hugo drives her over to London. Yeah. Which is lovely, and is talking about, you know, how they're going to find a replacement, and they want it to be a woman, and he's contacted Fiona Bruce. Um, <laughs> Geraldine arrives at Lambeth, she's very excited, she goes up to the office, starts talking to Bernard, isn't really listening to him um, when he's talking about it being an interview, she grabs a mitre and starts putting it on, and... Um, enjoying yep. the idea of being a bishop when another woman walks in um, and it's the Reverend Mavis Pitkin who's an older woman and a very lovely lady um, and Geraldine suddenly starts being in the competition and she starts trying to convince Mavis that she doesn't actually want to be a bishop um, and then Alicia Alicia walks in Alicia. Um, a kind of a much more um, dignified and um, authoritarian lady. Yeah. Um, someone who I imagine is probably sort of a sort of chair of synod of <laughs> some sort. Yeah. Uh, I, imagine, I imagine Mavis is really good at messy church and this year is like a chair of synod. Um, and then Geraldine says, well, you're much older, so obviously I'm the youth vote. And then Iris walks in, played by Emma Watson, um, who at the time was 25. And then... Geraldine says, well, obviously I'm the fun one, um, at which point Rev Ruth walks in, played by Ruth Jones from Gwen and Stacey, um, and she's kind of edgy and cool and jokey. Um, and they have a bit of competition between them. Bernard says, well, actually, the Archbishop's making five bishops. So I say, oh, well, all five of us are going to be bishops then. But then in walks uh, Reverend Jen, and Jennifer Saunders <laughs> um, gathers them all together. They all know each other. And she says, oh, well, I, I know there's five of us can be a bishop and then one's going to be a loser. Return on to Geraldine. Geraldine then gives a fantastic speech about how, actually, they should all be bishops. And it's ridiculous that they should be competing. Um, but then she goes back to Dibley quite sad. Um, she's quite da- feeling down. Um, she's all, But she discovers she's already been replaced. Um, with Reverend Fiona Bruce, um, <laughs> and then she decks Fiona, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's. Um, I remember watching this uh, when it was on Comic Relief mm. the first time, and being surprised by all the different people coming in, and loving that Jennifer Saunders comes mm. in at the end because Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders have French and Saunders, who mm. are their kind of comedy duo, and just having her appear was just, mm. ah, chef's kiss perfect. Yeah, so um, And, yeah, the the frustration and mm. the upset that happens on mm. Geraldine's face is, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid at this point I was already into my nitpicking stage when I was watching it because um, <laughs> because my dad is a bishop a retired bishop i had a bit of an insight into the process mm. um of what, how you become a bishop um, which we'll talk about a bit later but i was already nitpicking um by that point but i did really enjoy the episode especially watching it back um i really loved it actually i loved geraldine's speech that she gave and yeah to be honest, i just i really like richard iowadi so i just love that he was mm. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe it when he popped up. I was, yeah. Like, ah, nice. Uh, Yeah, I think the the speech that Geraldine makes about, do you know what, if we were men, Mm. we all would be bishops already, is fantastic. Mm. And uh, for me, watching it, that was the really key point of going, yes, actually, we've made lots of progress and and there are a lot more um, Mm. women who are bishops now in the Church of England, but just going, you know, we were... We were so far back that we've had to catch up, yeah. and just uh, the frustration of your authority not being recognised, um, and the very different characters that all these different yeah. female priests yeah. are, I think is fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah. So why don't mm. actually, Kate? Why don't you explain to us a bit about how? bishops actually occur and (laughs) the process of that and then we can talk about the the potential candidates and maybe their suitability brilliant so um i need to caveat with this because it's it's more second-hand experience than first-hand experience it was 
my experience as the daughter of someone who was being selected to be a bishop at that time. That's a little caveat. So it's more based in my emotions than my dad's emotions. Um, <laughs> so at the time, my dad was an archdeacon. I was doing my GCSEs. I was in my GCSE year when my parents sat me down and said, it looks like your dad is starting to be on shortlists to be a bishop. Um, that means we might have a move in the next year or so. You can't tell anyone about it. Yeah. Um, that's one of the key things is it is secret with capital letters. Um, which Geraldine should have known in this Geraldine episode. Because really all appointments are secret, aren't they? But... Secret, mm. but bishops even more so, like the level yeah. of secrecy. Um, I was allowed to tell a couple of people why I was so upset because I was really worried for a good few years because I didn't know when we would move. There were talks about putting me into a boarding school oh so, my that gosh. If my, so that if my parents, so that if the move happened while I was doing my A-levels, it wouldn't affect me. Mm. Um, I did stay at the school. I, I do think in hindsight my A-levels were affected anyway because of the uncertainty. Yeah. But things worked out fine in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe didn't do as well as I could have, but that's good because it meant I went down a much better life path. Um, God was in that. Praise Jesus. <laughs> um, it was... Uh, so I was aware that my dad was sort of being considered. There's usually a sort of a shortlist where the current bishops will say to the archbishop, um, the, selection, the bishop selection panel, I can't remember the exact, exact name for them, these are the people who we think would make good bishops. And mm. I believe it's changed slightly now where they start putting markers on people a little even a little bit earlier and mm. there's um, the leadership groups or something you can join yeah um, there's paperwork to fill out earlier yeah and and they do a little bit more management training earlier if they think that you want prospective bishop but um anyway you kind of get shortlisted i know my dad was also kind of on a bit of an active campaign to be known and to get his name out there um and mm. so he was joining things like um societies to get a couple of extra letters after his name and, and you know just <laughs> just kind of being a bit more high profile if that makes sense to kind of prove that he could be um, a, a bishop really um that's not saying that my dad I, I think i need to caveat that my dad is the loveliest most humble man you will mm -hmm. ever meet so it's not like my dad was actively campaigning because of ego or anything like that um um so anyway um, I knew this was happening. My dad kind of had his kind of social side, just as when we were applying for the jobs we have, you're trying to make your CV look the best way and you're trying to cover any gaps in your CVs. And my dad mm. was trying to do that as well, get experience he needed. Um, and I know that he interviewed for a few jobs, um, which he didn't get, but then he eventually um, was selected as Suffolk Bishop for Ely, and that was just as I was finishing my A-levels. And so we moved. And I, I know we moved um, after I'd just finished my A-levels, but before I collected my certificates, because I never collected my certificates for my A-levels because we'd moved house. Oh, um, really? That point. <laughs> yeah. So when I came to meet them, I had to write to the school and say, you don't have my certificates, do you? Oh. Um, then, um, yeah, um, in terms of actually then how... A bishop is selected. Around the same time, my diocese, Carlisle Diocese, was seeking a new diocesan bishop. So I know that um, what happens is a representative from the Archbishop's staff and the bishop selection team, whatever their name is, which I keep forgetting, and they come and they consult with various groups across the diocese trying to work out who your bishop should be and what sort mm. of character profile um, is needed. Um, and just like, again, with parish appointments, they create a parish profile, which is a Darson profile, and a person specification, and then they do, they invite people, I believe they invite people to interview, and then they do the interviews, etc. Yeah, um, which happens mm. sometimes at my workplace, mm. and because it's all very secretive, um, we get emails saying, on this day, please do not invite any outside guests mm. in so that no one sees who's coming for oh the interview. Wow. And it's always those days that, like, no, I want to be in the office and see what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Who could it be? 
Yeah. It's interesting to think of like how they start with a massive long list of everybody that could be, and then gradually it just gets mm. shorter and shorter. I think that's yeah. a good way to do it. We're, we're praying at the moment in our diocese for a new bishop um, because our bishop retired at the end of last year. And I think there's something really great about the process of seeking your leaders and like going through the ordination process full stop or like finding a new parish or whatever it might be, is that actually God, we, what we've been saying and praying is that God knows who the right person is for this role and actually just give to the give wisdom to those who are selecting you know, that they will either feel really called because it's such, from what I've seen, which is not very much, but from what I know, also not very much, but um, such a hard job, such a massive task, like such a weighty responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure privilege and joy and a blessing as well. Like to ordain people, you think, whoa, surely there's nothing better than being able to do that. But yeah. um, the responsibility is huge. And I guess there's something wonderful yeah. that actually we can be hands off and say, God, we trust you with this process with this list of names and like narrow it down very biblical i would say very yeah. biblical and um, but the truth of the matter of bishoping is you know you ordain people very rarely and you even confirm people very rarely compared to what the rest of your job which is mostly high stress admin mm. safeguarding clergy mm. discipline yeah um, yeah that, that that job took years of my dad life mm. it, you know it aged him my dad is a young looking man but he you know by the time he was ready to retire he looked so much older and then after retirement he looked so much released and younger again oh, yeah and i, I had costly. memories i had memories of coming down in the middle of the night when i was staying and back from university and my dad was at his computer answering emails mm. um and i know that's because my dad's a chronic overworker but um <laughs> you know it's the insight to the job is it's not swanning about in purple, having people kissing your ring and people yeah. calling you my lord and, you know, all those things. Yeah. Oh, being a bishop, it's like, you know, ooh, look at that, what a prestigious job. It's a hard job. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. I think, I think yeah. as well, if, if people are interested in seeing a bit more about the daily life, um, uh, then I'd really recommend following a bishop who does a lot of posting on Instagram about what he gets up to daily. Um, bishop Mark Tanner, he's under the um, the name of um, at northern underscore bishop. Um, and I follow him as well. I do a bit of a vicar blog about um, what being life as a vicar is life. Uh, like sorry under the tag like at the vicar today um but i love watching what he does what he gets up to who he interviews and like he always posts massive selfies of him at licensing <laughs> and organizations and yeah so if you're interested in like following the life and what it looks like mm. to be on the inside a bit more then yeah at northern bishop on mm. instagram follow mark and uh, see what he gets up to and also please do pray for your bishops if you're praying type because yeah. it's a lot of stress you're holding a lot of people's opinions intention yeah. Um, yeah. and making hard 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 decisions and then when you make a decision that people don't like it gets to the papers um, yeah people, people are watching you vulnerable so, place um, to be isn't it absolutely yeah. mm. so bearing all that in mind mm. then the candidates who <laughs> appear to mm. be some of the first women who are uh, bishops in the church of england mm. which ones Ooh. Do do we think this is a good bunch to choose? Because they are very different. Shall we talk about them in turn? So we have Mavis and Alicia. They are the older women who Geraldine... Now, this is something I do want to nitpick because Geraldine, we know, was one of the first women to be ordained from the fact that Vicar of Dibley started before women could be ordained. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think Geraldine, as much as she's claiming to be one of the younger ones um she sort of falls into their group although perhaps um both Alicia and Mavis were fighting the fight as deaconesses yeah um, sort of beforehand they are two very different characters Mm. aren't they that Mavis is very soft and pastoral Mm. and very you know 
uh, yeah, very quiet. Whereas um, Alicia, she is like businesswoman, comes mm. in going, can I get interview first because I've not got time. Um, she's got all this stuff mm. going on and and uh, even Mavis is like, well, it's going to be Alicia. Like, mm. she, and she's she, like, oh, she's so amazing. Yeah. yeah, and I think she sometimes, she represents slightly the some of the initial women who ordained who acted more like men in inverted yeah. commas um that women felt they had to act a certain mm-hmm. way in order to get ahead and to be accepted and that they had to act like blokes um that's massively gender stereotyped well it's me, also but... you have to work four times as hard to prove that you can keep up like you're yeah. not allowed to have a family life you're not really allowed to have hobbies you should be on your emails 24/7 like keep up if you want to be in the game show us that you can do it yeah. I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? I think she'd be a great archdeacon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. M- Mavis, I kind of wrote down, I, th- I just get a feeling like she's an ex-nun. She just feels oh, to me. Like, she, she gives you nun vibes. She, she has those vibes of chill, gentle. As I said, I think mm. she'd be really good at messy church. Like I feel like she started some sort of um, thing like messy church. And that's why she's very high profile. Um, but then, after Geraldine criticises Mavis and Alicia for being old, um, in comes Iris. Um, Very young. Emma Watson. Pink clerical shirt. Lovely tailored dress. Too young to be a bishop. And I say that literally because in the Church of England you can only be ordained when you're 23. And that's ordained as deacon. So the youngest you can be ordained as priest is 24. Emma Watson is 25 at this point, assuming her character is the same age as her. Um, <laughs> she, um, it's not unheard of for people to go straight from curacy to becoming a bishop. I what? have heard of it. Really? But that often me- means that they've been taken to another country. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, somewhere else in the Anglican Communion. Um, and I think quite a while ago it wouldn't happen nowadays. But yeah. I, I have heard of it happening. What a journey. <laughs> there was, um, uh, even more so, was it Thomas Beckett? When he was mm. ordained deacon, priest, consecrated bishop and made archbishop all in oh, one service. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Henry VIII will do when he wants wow. his base in power. Wow. <laughs> so... Um, I, this is the thing that annoyed me at the, at the time because I'm the same age as Emma Watson. And I was like, but you can't. You can't be a bishop. You're, how? Um, but yes, I, she strikes me as a kind of inner city high flyer. I imagine she's one of the youngest people on Synod and everyone knows who she is because she's like, like Emma Watson, um, well-spoken and, and passionate about what she believes in. Mm. Um the next we have Ruth Jones, Reverend Ruth, who comes in, um, who it feels to me is meant to be Sally Hitchener. Um, oh. Sally Hitchener was in the news a lot at the time, and everyone was saying, "Oh, she's going to be one of the new female bishops because she was a very strong advocate for female bishops going on TV, and she was known for dressing the way that Rev Ruth." dresses oh. yeah um so either sally hitchner or maybe a more a more not more modern but more kind of in the front of people's minds now might be nadia bolt's weather yeah that kind of inner leather out yeah. there saying mm. maybe slightly controversial things leather and, print yeah. and lipstick Oh, Le- yeah. Ruthie, your style, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I couldn't see past, though, uh, Rev Ruth, I couldn't see past her Gavin and Stacey character. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad about that, but she was so yeah. good and so mm. memorable in that I couldn't see past it. But... Expected her to come through the door and go, what's occurring? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then last we have Jennifer Saunders, um who's just she's just already a bishop she just has that air about her she's already wearing a pectoral cross she knows Um, everyone and Mm. yeah a key note is that apart from geraldine everyone knows bernard um and they all know each other so geraldine is very much the outlier because she's still a parish priest although she does talk about having presented religious document documentaries she is kate botley essentially maybe um and um yeah, I mean, in the Church of England, you're very unlikely to go from straight from parish priest to bishop. Mm. You, yeah. you need to have had a bit more of a senior role, usually, first. Mm. 
But it's all for comic relief and joyous and all that kind of thing. Exactly. So I have a final question for you. Ooh. Okay. Of these six candidates (gasps) who appear to be bishop, who would you most like to be your bishop? I think Mavis. Mavis. Who's the older lady who's very pastoral and gives off nun vibes. Because she's pastoral and gives off nun vibes. Um, (laughs) And I feel like I would be able to talk to her if I was struggling and she would be on my side. Whereas Mm. I think Alicia, I would be very intimidated by Iris. I'd probably be a little bit miffed and maybe slightly jealous of, who knows? Um, (laughs) She'd feel too much like a peer to be a bishop. My bishop, if that makes sense. I'm sure she... Mm. I don't know. It's never happened at the moment. We don't have a young female bishop. Um, uh, Rev Ruth, I think, should be too cool. Um, Mm. And Jennifer Saunders, I think, is just too much of a bishop, if that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you have, Jenny? It's tough. Yeah, I'm listening to your assessment. I think uh, you've made some good points. I'm I'm nervous about Alicia because she cannot ruthlessly eliminate hurry. Like the fact that she's like, come on, hurry up, I've got to go. I'm like, well, I don't like that so much. I don't no, think that's great leadership. Mavis, I'm worried that she wouldn't be bold and mm. like directive and dynamic enough, potentially. Mm. Um, I don't know. Um, I know what you mean about experience with Iris. I don't like how flirty Rev Ruth is. We didn't see enough of Rev Jen, I think, to get a full flavour. Mm. So I'm going to back our girl, Jerry. I was um, going to say, no one's going for Geraldine. How can I not? How can I not? Um, I know she's had her ups and downs with the kind of the, the humble journey, even in the car on the way with Hugo. She's like, why do you think they've picked me? Come on. And she's like, flatter me, flatter me. And I was like, Jez, come on, babe. That's all that's serious two stuff. Come on. Um, but I adore her. Her heart's in the right place. She's committed and loving. And yeah, I think that's who I think she's the one that I would go for. Back our girl. Come on. Yeah, I oh, I worry that Geraldine is going to have too much of an ego boost. So mm. if she sorted that out, I do think yeah. there would be bits that she would be great at being a bishop with, um, like the creativity and pastoral care that she has. I yes. think I would like to, to cheat slightly and have a diocesan and a suffragan mm. that I would have um, Mavis as diocesan with her mm. nun vibes, yeah. you know, caring mm. but reverie i'd you know oh, be, you? yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> having a bishop who's like out there and goes do you know what here we go here's the thing i'm a bit different da, 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 da. um a little bit but were you not a bit put off that she was like oh hi bernard uh nice to see you again last time i saw you you saw quite a lot of me and i was like whoa <laughs> maybe they've got me right on. you never know clergy couples exist um, <laughs> I'm not sure this was one of those. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, I think I actually go. I, yeah, I, get I would said. swap them. I think I would have Rev Ruth as Darson and Mavis as Suffragan. Um, mm. To have Ruth being bold and leading, yeah. and then Mavis being the past. Because that's often the dynamic is the Suffragan is the um, gentle counterbalance. Yeah. Just quickly then, throw out what are some of the characteristics you have seen or would like to see in your bishops then? I have a bishop. Well, there's two bishops. I'm in Sheffield Diocese. And I've known Bishop Sophie for a very long time. And she's brilliant and missionally minded. And I love that about her. And she's fantastic. Bishop Pete, as well, holds different views to me in lots of things but does so with so much grace. It's beautiful. And he is really brilliant pastorally. So I think I'm quite blessed with the bishops that I got. But, you know, bishops that know their own mind, but are willing to to listen to other sides and listen well um, is really good. Uh, ones who are focused on caring for others and um, sharing the good news of Jesus with people. Uh, I think that's really important. Mm. Yeah. And for me, aside from my dad, let's put, Bishop Dad, I can't be objective about my Bishop dad, dad because he's my dad. Bishop Dad, um, <laughs> and he's never really been fully a bishop to me because he's my dad first. If that makes of course, sense. Yeah. Um, my current bishop, Bishop Richard, is the most approachable bishop I've ever known, and mm. um, he will make time for you um, within days 
if you need him. Mm, um, and he invites loads of people. So literally just this last weekend, he had, they've got, throughout July, they've had a marquee in the garden and they've done loads of entertaining. So we had lunch with the bishop and various other people um, this this weekend. And he's just the kindest, most humble man. And we, we disagree on some things as well. We hold some different views. But it he has created the healthiest dynamic, I feel, in a diocese. And we're a small diocese. Um, mm. But it feels so friendly and family in this diocese. And, and mm. it feels like if I have a problem, I can just call the bishop. And it's not mm. a big thing. So that's what I really like. Um, what I would like to see in bishops is more variety. Um, mm. One thing I love about this episode is, you know, we have all probably been compared to Vicar Dickey at some point. Yeah. She, she, Geraldine is the archetype female vicar um, from TV. What I like is that in this episode we are presented with six archetypes of female vicar. Mm. And that's what I like. And actually, I agree with Geraldine, they should all be bishops mm. um, because we need that variety. And yeah. we still need more variety. Absolutely. Yeah. Great note mm. to go out on. So, girls, I hope you're listening. Get ready for. <laughs> all that's to come who knows where god will lead us yeah uh, yeah and can we finish by saying a big thank you to people like bishop Lerby lane mm. who was the first in the church of england yeah. who has paved the way and there are loads more female bishops now that we can't name all right now because mm. i can't think of all their names off the top of their head but who have been great examples and um have fought the good fight and yeah mm. we pray for you because you are doing an amazing job and mm. yes mm. we're not worthy it's in the true. words of wayne's world so let it rip and dear listener that goes for you come on let's go let's go let's change so, the church Woo! where do women belong in, in the, the house, house of bishops, bishops. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Vicar's Watch Dibley. Thank you to Toby for editing our ramblings. Any views expressed in this podcast are our own and don't necessarily represent those of the Church of England or any other organisations with which we are affiliated. And as always, bless you for listening. A bishop, a priest and a rabbit walk into the bar and the rabbit says, oh, I think I'm a typo. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs>